Revolutionary.org podcast coming your way. This is episode 517. Steve and the mobster here. Today we're going to be talking about do you need Kickstarters or finishers on cycle? So let's get right into it. This is going to be a really fun show. So, yeah, mobster wanted to talk about this one. Um, So let's kind of go over first what a Kickstarter is and what a finisher is. So yeah. let me give my opinion on a Kickstarter. So a Kickstarter is where you're running a steroid cycle and you throw in a short acting usually it's an oral but it can be an injectable so it can be like a short ester injectable like propanate yeah or even a no ester compound or something like that where you're injecting or an acetate or something like that or it could be an oral steroid because oral steroids have much shorter half-lives um anadrol for example it's got seven or eight hour half-life Dianabol yeah. has like a five or six hour half-life, even as short as four hours. And then Anavar has got like a 10 hour half-life. So these compounds are in your system a lot quicker. So they kick in quicker. That's why it's called kickstart. A longer yeah. ester, such as testosterone, sipinate, testosterone, enanthate, the longer esters, the equipoise of the world, which is boldenone, the prima bolens, which is an enanthate ester usually, those kick in, take longer to kick in. So the general rule when it comes to half-lives is five times the half-life is when it will peak in your system if you are running it on a correct dosing schedule. That's how long it will take. So let's say testosterone sipinate, it's got about a 10-day half-life. Make it simple. So it would take about 50 days to reach peak in your system if you inject it on a proper schedule, which would be every two weeks or even once a week. Something like Dianabol, which has as low as a four or five hour half-life, it's going to take about a day to reach peak in your system because you're multiplying that half-life by, by five. So that's kind of the, the, what a kickstart is. So the objective behind a kickstart is for people who are running a long ester and they want to run something with a short ester that they can feel a lot quicker in their body. So I see the reasoning behind it, mobster. It's because people, they'll go on a cycle, let's say they're running a long ester testosterone, and they want, for the first few weeks, they want to see a change in the way they feel and their strength improvements and their, their yeah. weight changes and all that stuff. They want to see something happening within the first couple of weeks. They don't want to have to wait four or five weeks for the steroid to reach peak in their system. So in this example, let's say you're running 500 milligrams of testosterone sipinate, you would run a shorter ester, either testosterone propanate, or you'd run an oral steroid, Dianabol, Anavar, Anadrol, whatever, and you'd feel that within the first few days, the first week, the first two weeks, and you wouldn't have to wait four or five weeks. So you at least get something out of the first month, you know, that you would you would get more out of your first month than you would without using a Kickstart. So why don't you uh, tell us your opinion about uh, what Kickstarting is and then yeah. kind of get into it. Yeah, this is your topic oh. on this one. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, I mean, we'll get into why I think it's not that big of a deal, guys, momentarily. But let's start with what Steve just said, right? So uh, there's an element of you chose the ester of the injectable. So if you chose, as Steve said, a Cipionate, 
you've got that much longer for it to peak in your system to have its full effect. That was your choice. Unless you're looking for something specific to happen with the individual ester that you chose, why didn't you choose a shorter ester, a medium, something that only takes a week to build in your system? So there's that, all right? That's down to you. It's not down to availability, guys, because there's really no excuse. Back in the day when it was, what can I get a hold of? You had reason to think like that. So, well, I chose a longer act and that's because that's all I could get. But now you can get pretty much anything. It certainly can be the approved sources that we offer on a forum and for the most part, even anywhere else, Steve. There is no excuse for a user to longer act in Esther and then saying that I need a Kickstart because this one's going to take ages to build up on my system. So forget that, guys. That was your choice to have the longer act in Esther. If you want a shorter acting one, fine. You want a medium acting one, hell, you can use a blend. We've talked about stuff like Sustan on the Decker and whatever else when we sell it's got this many esters in it. So really, it came down to your choice. Now, kickstarting. Does it make, and this is the thing that I said to Steve, really, and I've asked this multiple times on the forum when it's come up, whether it's kickstarting or finishing, but we'll get to that and momentarily. comes down to the bottom line, guys. It's end result. Now, in the pre-show, Steve and I said, look, if you compete, if you are looking to get in shape for competition, and especially if you started relatively lean to begin with and you're looking to get ripped and into competitive stage-ready shape, the idea that you need to do short, medium, short lactanesters through a cycle makes sense, Steve. You know, something the first four weeks, something the middle eight weeks, something the last four weeks, competition cycle, 16 weeks, different blends, different things, different results, looking to peak at a particular way. I get it. That's absolutely no problem. But 99.9% .9 of our listeners, if we have 10,000 listeners, Steve, five will compete. The other 9,995 will not compete. And the great and vast majority of them will be average Joes. They won't be ripped the fuck stage-ready models or whatever else. So you go, right, why are you guys talking about Kickstarters? You're talking about Kickstarters for a couple of reasons. Num number one, which Steve's mentioned in the pre-show, but we'll get into it also, is the psychological feel how some people feel specifically when they're on testosterone. Top of the world, king of the man, and I feel awesome. And I feel awesome because I'm on some form of testosterone. We talked about the feel-good factor, for example, with D-bone, the great pumps, the sense of well-being that you get over, for example, other harsher drugs, which have a greater anabolic effect, but they they, they can sort of play with your mood a little bit. Debo, for example, is a feel-good one for, for a lot of users. And I get that again. So the idea that you feel that you're on is okay. But again, end result, it shouldn't be I feel good on testosterone. You're not because there are a million drugs, not that we're recommending you go down that particular route, but there are a million drugs you can take to make yourself feel better. Steroids for me, Steve, is end result. Did I add muscle? Did I get stronger? Did I get leaner? And that shouldn't make any difference. That's the reason why you're using the ester of the medium or the long-acting drug that you chose, not because you want it to feel good and not because, really, it makes any difference if you peak quicker, building up steroids in your system by using, for example, an oral Kickstarter. It doesn't – every single time I've asked, no one's come back to me with, this is what happened when I didn't do it and this is what happened when I did do it. Guys, all you need to do is run two cycles just for mobs. You can literally run two cycles, eight weeks – of this drug with a Kickstarter and eight, eight weeks of the same drug, but without a Kickstarter. And you could go, do you know what? I put on three extra pounds. Do you know what? I added another plate to the bar for bench. Whatever. No, no one's come back with anything, Steve. So 
but the great and vast majority of people using, there isn't something that they can show me to prove that it worked better. Feel better, peaking in the system, I get all of that. I 100% get all of that. I understand the logic behind it. But again, end result for me, did you get leaner? Did you get stronger? Did you add an, a plate to your bar? Did you put an inch on your chest? And no one has come back with a, yes, I did, because I did this. Not a single person. I think, say, though, the first, the first, like, let's say you do a kick, let's say you're doing a 12-week long ester cycle, uh, whether like yeah. equipoise or testosterone, and you start out with four weeks of Dianabol, for example, the first, and you want to bulk. The first four weeks, you'll bulk up more. I think oh, yeah. o- over the course of the cycle, your end results might be the same, but I think the first four weeks, you'll get more of advancements like because what happens is whether it be homeostasis or just because we don't improve in a linear fashion your yeah. results are going to stall at some point during that cycle so i think you'll get uh, the bulk of your results that first four weeks because you've got the long ester building up in your system so you've got that working and you've got that short diana ball working so you're able to put on an X amount of strength and X amount of water that first four weeks versus spreading it out throughout the cycle. So I think for people who are more impatient and they want to like, look, I'm on steroids. I want to feel it right away. I don't want to wait four or five weeks for it to mm-hmm. peak. I want to, I want to hit it, hit the ground running. So <laughs> over the course of the cycle, I can agree with you that you'll have the same end results, whether you kickstart or not. But the first four weeks, you have to agree that you're going to have, let's say you'll gain eight pounds versus just four pounds the first four weeks. And then the rest of the cycle, you might gain another four pounds versus, oh, I'm only going to gain two more pounds. You see what I'm saying? So I think, so if you're, if you're like a skinny guy or you're not as strong as you want to be and you want to get stronger and you want to bulk up a lot, I think it makes sense to do a kickstart so you could enjoy that first four weeks, you know, from not just psychological, but also physiological standpoint. What do you think? I'm going to say it comes back to your choice of Esther again, Steve, because what we're seeing again, right, is that it's not always the same Esther or the same choice of drug that was slow to medium peaking. It's quite often asked in the case of, do I need a kickstart? And sometimes the answer is simply no, because again, it's the choice of the drug, your main drug, if you like that, the one that's going to take us a long time to peak versus people thinking that they need to have these things. And part of that comes down to quite simple. We understand it. We've been there too. You go on the forums, guys, and you're reading about kickstarters and finishes, and you think, you know what, that sounds like a good idea. But again, it's the choice of the cycle. Now, there's an element of bro science. We know this. There's an element of tried and trusted because of the millions of PED users over the time. We have got some people that have gone off and done proper, proper training, and I can think of one particular person specifically that talks to the MOD, the police, social services, etc. in this country. And he's been to university and studied this stuff. And look at the medical uses, which I've talked about in the past, and so on and so forth. And you put all those things together, again, the vast majority of users, Steve, why did they choose to take a longer-acting ester that's going to take that length of time, like you said, to peak, when they didn't need to do that? They didn't need to do that. There are guys... We talk about on his podcast <laughs> so many drugs. I, I showed a book to Steve the other day that probably got uh, 100 or 200 steroids in there. And the book itself says that with the ones that were created but never really went to market, there are arguably a 1,000 steroids out there. 
and this is just stuff that never used, that other stuff did better, and so on and so forth. Now, availability of product now, and again, by the approved sources that we have, 20, 30 different kinds, Steve, never mind the different brands, makers, labs, whatever else, 20 or 30 different kinds, guys. So it comes down to your choice. You're not going to a gym, and some of you might, but most, most of you don't need to. You don't need to go to a gym, see what the person has in the bag, buy that, and then decide you need to kickstart. You can get what you want to do the job that you want it to do to, fit, to, to get to the aim of the cycle. The aim of the cycle, in my opinion, Steve, shouldn't be unless you're that kind of person. And again, this is the reason for TRT. It should not be about making yourself feel good because of the drug specifically. It should be about the reason why you took the steroid. And the reason, for, again, majority of users should be when I get strong on a bench press, well, you pick a lift, you're powerlifter, you're strong man, whatever, pick a lift. It's up to you guys. I want to get stronger on this lift. I want to be stronger for a competition. The same thing with regards to getting into shape for stepping on stage. The same thing with building out your shoulders so your width is great, so you look, again, good on stage, whatever else. That should be the reason why you're doing a cycle for competition, for additional muscle size, for additional better muscle shape. That's the reason why you do it in conjunction with training and nutrition. And then you go, right, so... Should it be about feeling good? No, not really. No, absolutely not. Shouldn't be about feeling good at all. Uh, but yes, I understand that's the reason why some people do it. Um, again, don't tell me that you took something that's going to take 20 days to peak. Or even as Steve said, the first four weeks. Damn, guys, that's like four weeks. Take something that's a little bit shorter acting. Don't don't, you, you know, the, the frequency in pinning is not that dramatic, is it, Steve? Even with a cipionate, you're probably going to be putting, injecting twice a week. And there are other shorter acting esters, more of a medium left, that still require you to pin twice a week. So fuck it, guys. Choose that. I mean, maybe, Steve, if, for example, you're, you have a specific reaction to uh, higher dose, especially um, shorter acting esters. Some of the shorter acting stuff can be painful. So there might be there might be a reason. But for the most part, guys are coming on to ask this question and it's very rarely that they're using a really seriously long acting ester. It's more often not, this is what I'm doing. Do I need a Kickstarter? And you'll get half of us saying yes, and this is what you can use. And me going no, because you can't show me a difference to the end result. I, maybe it's just down to me, Steve, because quite simply, I very rarely, I'm going to say never, I don't think I've ever done any cycle that the steroid itself was what I was looking to feel good off. The results as well, I wanted to feel good off. The strength in the gym was what I wanted to feel good off. The pump, I wanted to feel good off of. And especially in my case, because most of my cycles were done with the aim of competition or specific lift, the end result was the thing, really the thing. Not the sense of feeling good, not worrying about whether it picked in my system, just the end result. Did I win the competition? Did I place in the top three? Did I break a record? Did, did I add kilos to whatever lift I was doing? And that was always the reason for doing it for me. And to be honest with you guys, I think that should be the reason for the great and vast majority of you. Most of you won't compete. Most of our listeners is never going to get on stage. They might aspire to it, but only a few, 3%, 5%, Steve. So I'm talking about the average Joe that goes to the gym, wants to get into shape. He does not need a Kickstarter. Back to you. So let's get into the next one, which is... A finisher. Right. So on this one, I'm more I whatever mobs are sent on kickstarting, I'm more on the, um in that direction. Because with a with a finisher, the idea behind a finisher is 
you run a short ester or an oral to finish off the cycle. And usually it's to harden yourself up. It's to get more vascular toward the end of the cycle, cut down. So you'd run something. It might not even be a steroid. You might run clan or, or something like that to finish off the cycle. But usually it's like winstrol. You'd win winstrol to really get hard, to really get tight toward the end. So, so you want to look a certain way right at the end of the cycle. So you'll spend the first part of the cycle just building muscle, maybe bulking a little bit, and you'll fin finish the end of the cycle cutting up to shred down. So in that situation, does it make sense to do a finisher? In my opinion, if you're a competitor and you're going on stage, obviously these days, I mean, we're not in the 50s and 60s here. These days, 99% of guys go into a contest mobster trying to cut down because they already have a lot of size. In the 50s oh, yeah. and 60s, it was different because the 50s and 60s, everyone was lean. So a lot of guys, they'd bulk up going into a contest. They wanted more muscle. Now everyone's big. It's not hard to get big now. We have access to food 24-7, DoorDash, whatever. They'll bring you anything 24-7 to your door. Restaurants yeah. are open all the time. Uh, there's a restaurant every corner, so it's not that hard to bulk at all. Um, so, you know, everyone now wants to cut down going into a cycle because they have plenty of muscle on their frame. They have plenty of bulk. So in that situation, it makes sense, and it's a necessity to run a finisher uh, yes. going into your contest. If you're going into a photo shoot, if you're trying to get ready for a vacation, you want to look good on the vacation. If you're trying to look yeah. ready uh, because you – you know, you want to look good for your high school reunion or college reunion or something like that, where you have to look good on a certain day. It makes sense to do a finisher. Now, where it doesn't make sense to do a finisher, and what I feel is kind of it's kind of a waste of time, is if you're just the normal gym rat who just wants to run a finisher just to run a finisher. To me, I agree with you, mobster, on Kickstarter. Yes. <laughs> to me, it makes yeah. no sense because whatever you look like on a certain day as a normal Joe. What is the point? It's the same routine every day. You go to work after or or you go to the gym, then you go to work and you come home or you or you go to work, go to the gym, come home. It's the same routine for you. You're not trying to look good. I mean, maybe if you're kind of like you're just recently single and you're you you know, you're going to do like, hey, in February, I'm going to date as many people as I can and get to know as many <laughs> people as I can. So I want to look really good in February. That would be the only but even you can't say that because you're going to look good with a finisher around that week that you're really done with it. So you're running Winstrol for four weeks at 50 milligrams a day. At the end of that four weeks, you're going to look really good. Two weeks later, once you stop the Winstrol, those effects of the Winstrol with the drying and then the effects of Masteron where you're hardening, they go away, they dissipate. So you go from being really, really hard and vascular and lean Two, that goes away. So what was the point of doing it unless you're trying to look good on a certain day? So I tell normal Joes, no reason to run a finisher in that situation. So it's kind of like I'm in agreement with Mobster on the kickstarting when it comes to the finisher. I hope that makes sense. Um, I, you know, it's kind of, you know, I hope that makes sense to people. So, you know, I would tell you. So, I mean, look, if you have a vacation coming up, you're going to the beach, you're going to Jamaica, whatever then hell yeah. I mean, go for a finisher so that when you go yeah. on your vacation for that five days or four days, whatever, you look good in those four or five days. You just finish your cycle and you look lean and tight. 
So then when you get back home a week or, you know, a week later, two weeks later, it dissipates. Okay, well, you still look really good on vacation. You got a bunch of pictures done that you can post on your Facebook and on your Instagram like you, mobster, and you can look good <laughs> and everyone can be like, wow, this guy looks lean and tight. You know, and then in, in that situation, it makes sense to do a finisher or or if you're on stage. Well, so mobster, explain what your definition of a finisher is and explain what your opinion on a finisher is and how it differs from Kickstarter. Right, so I agree 100% on what you said in terms of the definition, Steve. Quite simply, as Steve said, and it doesn't really matter about the Esther here per se, it is, again, an end result kind of situation. So you, as Steve said, typically what we're looking for here, guys, and I think, again, this would be the great and vast majority of people asking the question, they're looking to look in better shape at the end of the cycle. They start off this shape, uh, the cycle kicks in, the, the Esther's kick in, they do their training, and they want to look more polished. They want to look harder. They want to look leaner, rip, more ripped, et cetera, at the end of the cycle. Right. Get that 100%. But again, it's one of those vast majority of user things, Steve, because I say if a smeller's standing in front of me, or even like again on the forums, do most people need it? No. What they need is a diet. And what they need to be doing is manipulating their diet so that they start out, for example, as Steve said, bulkier at the beginning. And make, let's, let's, let's just a nice 12-week cycle, for argument's sake, Steve. So you start out in whatever condition you are at the beginning. Four weeks, training starts to get up to, up to gear. The kind of sort of sensible, starting to kick ass kind of level, Steve. The starting of work starts to happen. In the middle four weeks, the long acting Esther, whatever it was you've chosen, is already there. It's doing its job. It should be, and again, it's down to the choice that you make. Now you're getting into the, the grind. Now, what you want to do, like Steve says, and I agree 100%, the situation should be, again, for the vast majority of people, not competitive, because what Steve said about being competitive and on stage, for finisher, 101% agree with that, Steve. The vast majority of you, the grind is the middle of the cycle onwards, and you start to get into new territory, leaner, bigger, stronger, whatever, towards the end. I always had an aim with my cycles, and again, more specific with strength, that the last week is when I am at my absolute maximum strength. Now, if most guys are looking to bodybuild, and most of our listeners will, it should be that week, those two weeks, as Steve said earlier on, where you start to look, people start to look at you, they see differences, definition, roundness to the delts, separation between the delts and the pecs and so on. The stuff, what the hell are you doing, man? Check you out. Look at the veins on his look at the look at the tricep popping. Stuff starts to look, you can start to see through t-shirt, gym clothing, that kind of stuff. But again, that is as much diet dependent as it is anything. And if it's not, guys. It fucking should be. It shouldn't be I used a drug to pop for the vast majority of guys. It should be I went to town on my diet. All the crap went out of my diet. I went to town on the cardio. I doubled up. Instead of doing 10 minutes, it's 20 minutes. Instead of 15 minutes, it's half an hour. And that's, you've got to do the work, guys. And I don't care whether it's a kickstart or a finish, Steve. Do the work. Do the work as much as you possibly can with nutrition, with your diet, with no takeouts with everything pre prepped, zero syrups and sugars and sauces and whatever else. And tell me that you don't see a great end result. Now, I don't care if you're or, or a model like Steve says, do it for a photo shoot, whether it's for the beach, whether it's to look good for a wedding, whether, whether, uh, uh, whatever the normal situation be outside of competition. Nutrition is be all and end all in that particular regards, over and above a finisher. Now, Let's say, for argument's sake, some of our listeners, and I would hope a good percentage of them, are on point with their nutrition. Now, 
they might add something extra. In a perverse way, Steve, I actually see more of a point to finish it in that situation than I do to a Kickstarter because a Kickstarter is just about getting you up to peak levels quickly, whereas a finisher arguably is about you looking better. And that actually makes more sense. So especially for people that are looking to get lean. Now, if you're doing something else, if it's not about looking lean, if it's not about being ripped, if it's not about being in shape, if the aim of your cycle was something else, then you don't need a finisher. I never needed a finisher when I was doing a strength cycle. Uh, I don't need a, a finisher if I wanted to have an extra inch to my chest. Uh, I don't need a finisher if, if, if for anything outside of being in shape. But being in shape with your nutrition and the cardio on point makes a lot more sense then, especially, again, if you use on a long-acting ester. But then I would also use the argument I used earlier on, Steve. The choice of the ester was on you. And I get it, guys. I'm not a big fan of pinning daily. God help me know. Twice a week was always a pain in the butt, so to speak. Uh, and, and that's about what I was okay with. And again, medium acting esters will have the same sort of twice, twice weekly. Very rare. Depends what you're taking, guys, every other day, every third day, and all that kind of stuff. It's lovely. There's very few that we're going to do once a week, almost none. So it comes down to your choice. And in which case, just change the ester it's real real simple honestly i'll go back to what i said earlier on steve if you were talking about back in the day we might have a choice of four or five ten drugs but now we've got 20 or 30 we've got psalms mm. we can change things all the time and then the other one i would say steve as most of these kickstarters and finishes tend to be the longer cycles eight weeks onwards not the shorter stuff it shouldn't be the shorter stuff but what's the so let me ask you this you know before we finish on the show so you're saying to switch to shorter esters isn't that kickstarting though well it's one drug in it <laughs> oh so if it's one drug it doesn't count so it has to be two drugs to count as a kickstart you see what i'm well, saying that's a, good, that's a good point actually like i said the sus on the only one i just thought of it i just thought of it thank yeah, you yeah i mean it could it, arguably it could be but then that's not what we're talking about like you said earlier on yeah and i agree with you again most kickstarters are orals most finishers for that matter half and half orals half injectables but most kickstarters are orals so you go right now we've got loads of this is the goes back to what i said about the choice steve here's an example and i use what i said earlier on you and i've done podcasts on sustenance and you said I think it's four esters. We talked about one particular lab that was producing a five ester. So you had a short, medium, and long-acting ester all in that same single drug. Yeah. So there you go, guys. That's so that's essentially need. that's essentially what Sustanon is. It's basically five, four or five different esters, yeah. mostly four years. esters and most Sustanons. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, that's okay to you to run Sustanon, which is a blend of four esters. But, but isn't if it, I isn't choose it one, one... yeah. Isn't it what I said earlier on? So it's literally, you'll use the choice of your ester, which is on you, the individual. This is not Steve and I telling you what to take. It's on you. What, what happens, Steve, on the forums, and the reason why we do this podcast is because they're popular topics, right? So here's what happens, guys. You come onto the forum, and you say, member number one, let's call you that, this is what I'm going to take in my cycle. Do I need to take a Kickstarter with this? And the argument might be yes, because you chose the ester. But then I say, choose another ester. Choose something that's got multiple esters in, like you said already. It come, it's, it, some of it is as simple as, and this is what I think also, Steve, it comes down to the frequency. The reason why people choose long, medium, or acting esters, as often as not, it comes down to sometimes just I don't want to pin that much. And, for example, with CPNA, twice a week tops. There are some drugs, like I said earlier on, it's every second day, every third day, every other day. So you could be, if it's in every other day, it's three to four times a week. CPNA isn't. 
if it's Sustanon, when I used Sustanon back in the state, it was two times a week. Uh, and arguably, you could probably get away with a little bit less than that every four days, for example. So some weeks it'd be twice, some weeks it'd be once. And I get it. I get the pinning pin freak. So that comes down to not wanting to jab yourself constantly. Now, you and I both know for show cycles, there are times where guys are having to pin every day because they're doing multiple drugs in a stack. And that might, and then they're starting to get problems with sites. You know, they're having to jab all over because, you know, they can't keep jabbing in the butt or they can't keep jabbing in the, in the shoulder and so on and so forth. So then it comes down, a bit, all of those things are down to choices. So you go, if you choose to use a medium to long acting ester, then you might argue that you possibly need to have a Kickstarter, but then you could have used Sustanon, which has got four esters in, one jab, and it's already doing the job. It's already been made for you. Or, or you could use just something, like you said earlier, you could go as crazy as a no ester, which could arguably be used every single damn day. So, and, and there are guys out there that, well, I think the definition we use in the sport is called pin happy. They love it or they don't mind the frequency of pinning that the rest of us, you are, and again, the vast majority of our listeners do not. So it comes down to that particular choice. Listen, guys, if you went to the supermarket and there was only four kinds of food, it'd be that kind of conversation, Steve. But you go to the supermarket and there are thousands. There are 20 cheeses. There's, there's six kinds of butter. It's, it's The PED market is exactly like that. What it used to be like and where some of this information came from, 20, 30 years ago, Steve, the availability was like that supermarket with four foods. There was a short, a medium, and a long. And that was literally all you had to choose from. There was three or four kinds of orals. Now we can get all the orals, pretty much all the popular orals ever. So there'll be six or seven kinds of orals, minimum. And there will be, as I said, there are 20 different kinds of uh, anabolic or androgenic drugs to choose from. And the difference between them is not huge. And then there'll be multiple brands. So some companies will have three or four different brands or more. I think I can think of one of our, our, our proof sources that has 12 or 15 brands, and they're all offering 10 or 15 different drugs. So that's hundreds of choices if you want to go down that particular route in terms of branding and combinations of investors. But most of them are having 20 or 30 different uh, injectables that you can use. And th th then it comes down to the choice that you make. So typical user, typical cycle, typical end results and again this is what we're looking at guys we don't we're not talking about one specific individual with a particular requirement we talked about generalized use and the majority of our listeners it's going to come down to the choices you made over the ester and you could change that uh and again go back to what you said about sustenon steve sustenon wasn't created for bodybuilders sustenon would have been a medical product that was doing deliberately specifically required a peak very very quickly to help aid the reason what it was created for, whether it was an infection or as on some anabolic steroids, as you know, Steve, which were created to treat burn victims. You don't want to wait two weeks for the fella to get better. You want to wait. You want to, you want him to start getting better as soon as possible. But that's not what we're talking about. We're talking about bodybuilders and weightlifters, strength athletes like myself. And so we're not talking about healing something here, guys. We're talking about end results. And most of us are end results is strength or size or being lean. Kickstarters make less sense, in my opinion, Steve, with those choices, and again, using an oral when you can change the ester, than a, than a finisher does for someone who wants to get lean. Getting lean and tweaking the end of the cycle, and especially when we're talking about competition again, makes a lot more sense to me than a Kickstarter. But like I said, guys, show me the results. If you did a Kickstarter on one cycle and you didn't on another, and the results were different, show me. 
put them up because then you're helping the listeners and the people on the forums and the other members to see the difference between the two cycles. Same thing with a finisher. If you use the finisher, post up those photographs, run a log and post up the pictures. This is what happened when I did the cycle with it and everything else was the same and this is what happened with the cycle without it. Post it up because that's how we learn. That's how opinions like mine get changed and Steve's gets changed. And that's how we start to sort of see actual physical proof and results that differ. That's what we want, Steve, don't you think? Yeah, at the end of the day, I would, you know, let, come on the forum and definitely um, let us know what you think about this topic. It's a really good topic and it can it's one that we could debate for hours and hours and hours. So it's a really, really good one. So give it a shot and let us know what you think. And we'll definitely uh, have more podcasts like this in the future. So uh, we appreciate everyone listening. Definitely uh, hit us up anytime on the forum. Come on over. We'd love to hear from you. So Mobster, take us in the disclaimer. Great show. Always fun to argue, guys. Post comments and come on the forums. Please note we are not doctors and opinions are hours and hours alone. It's our view and based on our experience and views on the topic, a podcast for informational purposes and entertainment only. The freedom of speech and the First Amendment applies.